Hi, this is Adrian King, and I played Alice in Friday the 13th, and you are listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing very well. I'm very happy and excited. Good. That's How good. are you? I'm good. I'm happy and excited too. I'm happy and excited to be here to talk about a brand new movie and with a good friend of ours. This man, he's basically been a huge inspiration to me over the years. He's the reason why I actually started podcasting myself. It's the musical maestro himself, the composer of our wonderful theme song that you hear at the start of every episode, making his horror homeschool guest debut. Welcome to the show, Field Mouse. I am Field Mouse. Thank you. Yay. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, not much. Just chilling, killing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, dude, for coming on. It's, there's um, my big horror quote right there. Yeah, scary, from scary movie, y'all. That that's I do that all the time. I understood that reference. <laughs> I understood that reference too. Well, thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I enjoy listening to your cast. I I enjoyed uh, writing the theme song, and I enjoyed watching they slash them. Spoilers, but <laughs> here we go. Cool oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Before we get into that. Yeah, that should be um, in the title they click on when they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> that's, no, I meant like spoilers that you, you said you enjoyed it. But um, oh, we, we knew that anyway. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on, dude. Excited to talk about this. Um, so yeah, we're now officially done with Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th. But <laughs> we can't quite let go of the summer camp slasher genre. So... Before we start on our new season of episodes, which we'll reveal at the end of the episode, um, we decided to do a brand new psychological slasher, They Slash Them, starring Friday the 13th star, Kevin Bacon, no less. <laughs> uh, and we even get a Jason Voorhees reference in this movie. But first of all, before we tackle They Slash Them, as always, when we have a guest on, uh, I have a few getting to know you questions that I always like to ask just to give the listeners a bit of an insight into who you are as a horror fan and your background, Field Mouse. Right. So I sent over these questions for you. So let's start with the first one. So what is a horror movie that you hate? House of the Dead, without question. House that movie is so terrible. What is, Everything that Yui Bowl touches is terrible. And House of the Dead was the start of all that. I'm just quickly looking this up because I don't, yeah, don't recognize I don't. it. It's based off of an old uh, video game 
where like one of those where you have the little laser guns and you're shooting oh, at the screen in the arcade. I had and, that. Uh, yeah, I had it this, on the Xbox. This German oh, yeah. guy named Uwe Boll created it, and it was terrible. And everything he's done since then has been equally, if not more, terrible. That sounds like it would be a terrible movie. And anytime somebody uh, uh, like criticizes it, he challenges them to a boxing match. <laughs> Dude, you should totally get in touch with this guy. Well, hey, finally, some several people accepted it, and then he would do things to kind of like get it edged towards his way. And then one person accepted it who can like fight, and he he denied that he didn't go for that one. I mean, I'm just looking at a picture of him now. He, he's German. <laughs> he's he looks pretty tough, but I think you could take him. To be fair, uh, I, I take mean. Him. Just put your luchador mask on, and <laughs> you'll get strength from that. And I think you could take him. Yeah. Yui Bull, you're a terrible person. Field Mouse is calling you out right now. <laughs> get your boxing gloves on. <laughs> this is going to be the, the fight of the century, <laughs> sponsored by Horror Homeschool. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm just looking up that name, House of the Dead. So there's an original one called in 1978, but that's nothing to do with that that movie no. at all. It's got a really no, cool This, this was that. like in late 90s, early 2000s. I don't remember exactly. But... 2003. Yeah. yeah it is. And it's got a uh, letterboxed rating average of 1.2. <laughs> and That's giving it way too much credit. An IMDB rating of 2.1. Wow. <laughs> that is low. That's out of like okay. 13. I like, thought IMDB has a was low. bunch of stars. <laughs> interesting well that's one movie that we're never going to watch then thanks to your recommendation <laughs> i mean you don't ro- watch the ones i do recommend so true <laughs> true <laughs> i mean i've got a feeling this podcast but is going to be fine a bo- listeners a of horror homeschool <laughs> fine listen, listeners guys of i'm not going to sit here all day and listen to y'all arguing <laughs> i've been begging these two to watch and talk about uh dead alive since they started this podcast i'm probably the reason why they stopped ending it with let us know if you have any recommendations i do want to watch that movie i saw a poster (laughs) of it the other day and i was like man that movie that does look cool so i'm gonna watch it soon yeah i i think you'll have to be the referee in this uh this podcast actually get your your whistle out (laughs) oh it's about to get worse Oh, I know it's about to get worse. I already know. (laughs) This next one I think is going to upset Ashley. For anyone that doesn't know, Fieldmouse and I, we've got a lot of history with podcasts. Like, we have literally (laughs) done done podcasts with each other for years. Um, And this is the first time he's been on this one. Certainly won't be the last. Our last one was called Ask a Yank. Ask a Yank. That one was the best. And that was, was that the first time you'd actually like heard field mouse actually yeah yeah um yeah i think yeah i think that was your I used intro to listen to that mouse. when you guys were doing it during the quarantine mm. so i would be at lowe's and i'd be wiping down all the appliances after we closed because we had to wipe them down and it was always we started off with bleach so my hands were like eaten away anyways and so i would just be listening to it but i would be like talking <laughs> talking to you guys <laughs> that's what name drop you on there a lot too yeah, I was like, well, I've got two American friends. <laughs> Actually, no, I've got loads more American friends. Shout out Ryan Horn. We love you, Ryan. Um, Ryan's awesome. He's such a cool dude. Um, but yeah, we've we've done stuff. We've done stuff in the past, man. And uh, this is cool that you're carrying on the trend and hopping on this one. Yep. Um, I don't do any official podcasts anymore, but I, I love to guest on them. 
Yeah. Well, you're welcome here anytime. I say that now. Wait till we get to the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Plus, so, this next question's coming. Next up. question: Horror oh, movie no. you think is overrated? All right. First of all, overrated doesn't mean bad. Bad to you? No. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't do think you, it's as good as everyone I don't, else does. I, I don't want to interrupt, but Ash, the way Ashley's reacting to this, do you know his answers already? I don't know his answer, but the thing <laughs> is, is, he started off with, first of all. So because I already know. It's It's going to be controversial on this show, yes. Because in my personal opinion, even though it's a great movie, Scream is highly overrated. Oh, oh you went there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why out. I had to say Get it like out. I did. Like it, it is a good movie. It's a great I think movie. This is gonna be the first time we're gonna have to disconnect <laughs> a guest. Did I say that you could come back on the pod? I'll just crack that statement. Okay, no, I'll I'll, I'll, he- I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. Come on. Get, hit it's us. just I just don't think it's like as genre defining as everyone says it is. Like it, it is a good uh franchise and it's a good movie. <laughs> Um, except for the fourth one, and um, oh, what? why did you not like the fourth one? I thought you hated the third one. Oh, the third one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, except for the third one. Uh, did you watch I, the fourth one yet? Yeah, the I watched one? all of them. Did you I like the new co- one? I did like the new one. Oh, cool. I watched all of them when I had COVID, so COVID brain kind of like mixed it all up for me. But, but yeah, the <laughs> only there was only COVID one I didn't like. So if I said it was three, then it was three. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, th- three is usually the bottom of everyone's list. I have a new love for three. Yeah, I think there's a three renaissance happening. Is it because right I said I don't like it? <laughs> no. Don't flatter yourself. No, it's because I really love po- uh, par- uh, Parker, Parker Posey. Posey. How much yeah. Creed is in three? Oh, not, not enough. enough. Never enough Creed. <laughs> Never Maybe that's enough. the problem. There's just not enough Creed. <laughs> I look forward to six. Um, but. Cool. I only watched them all because I heard Samara Weaving was going to be in six, so I was like, I better get caught up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if that's the if Samara's the reason that you got caught up with Scream, then <laughs> that's a good good thing. Fine for yeah, well, that's good with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Overrated move, doesn't mean bad. Let's move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> Horror movie that you think is underappreciated. Uh, it took me a minute to think of one, but uh, I I went with Paranormal Activity. Interesting. I'm a fan of ghost stuff, though, so I'm a little biased. But uh, mm. as far as like ghost movies that have a uh, first person view, um, I think it's or found footage view, I should say. I think mm. it's very very good. Ugh. And uh, I I, I kind of sound like a hipster when I say this, but I watched the uh the version of it, um that was released before it came out and it had a different ending that has never been released since. Wow. Even like on like all the extras and all that. Yeah. Like I have, I have, I had a friend at the time who bootlegged everything, excuse me. And he bootlegged the uh, version that they were playing at the uh, film festivals. Right. And it ends with, uh, the girl, like after she goes downstairs and kills her boyfriend, she comes back upstairs and just sits next to the bed and rocks back and forth for a few hours until the cops show up. And then she stands up and she's still holding the knife that she killed her boyfriend with. And she doesn't know what's going on. And the cops are like, put down the knife. And she's just like, what's going on and freaking out. And they end up shooting her to death. Hmm. And, um, it was just an, I mean, clearly they couldn't have a franchise with that ending, but Mm. 
I think uh, from what I, the rumor I heard was that like Stephen King might have told him to change the ending. I don't know, hmm. or Steven Spielberg, one of the Stevens. But yeah, interesting. That's, that, I kind of went on a tangent there, but yeah, I think Paranormal Activity is very underappreciated. It's one that I've not revisited like in a long time, so I think I'll have to. Isn't there like more sequels coming out? I'm Boy, so God. sorry. <laughs> yeah, they just did a one called uh, Next of Kin that I never that I haven't watched yet. But I'll have to rewatch that one. Yeah, I need to rewatch it too. Even though, like, the first time I watched it, freaking mm, scared me so bad. Oh yeah, it's, it's it can be scary. very scary. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, um, that's my like main fear is for some reason is ghosts. But I love listening to ghost stories. Yeah, <laughs> ghosts really scare me as well. But that's probably because, like, you know, we we believe they're real. So there's like the it's truth. It's like one of my passions. Oh, dude, same. I I love it. I, I love, love it so much. Ghosts. I quick think we were... thing real quick is I listened to this podcast today episode on a uh, place in Kentucky and it's supposed to be the ha- most haunted place in America. It's is called it Hills? Yes. Sanator- Sanatorium. I tried to find Waverly Hills once. I was in Kentucky for a Lords of Acid concert and I was like on my way home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to f- drive by Waverly Hills and like it's very difficult to find. <laughs> they do Didn't... tours and they let you, they have yeah, like expensive. overnight tours too. So Christopher, we're going to save up and we're going to do it. Definitely. definitely just... Waverly Hills is so cool. You need to just okay. stop going to Spirit Halloween though, because I'm going to be bankrupt. <laughs> I... <laughs> With all the, the virtual shopping tours that you take me on in there. I'm like, I want that. I want that. <laughs> I want the stand up shorty from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I still need to watch that movie. It's been on Dude, my watch list for years. Freaking weird. Doing an episode on that one. Oh, I'm it's just looking cool, up but... Waverly Hills. Um, ghost Adventures did an episode on it. Mm-hmm. Most nice. of the ghost uh, shows have done an episode on it. I'm currently rewatching the entire, all, all the seasons of Ghost Adventures. I love it so much. I think I'm, I'm on uh, season 23. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm on season three right now, but I did watch them all up, up to a point. I've not watched the recent ones, but Zach Bagans is just like my all-time man crush. I love him so much. He's such just, a, you know, you don't have to say man crush. You can just I, say crush. He's well, such a yeah, especially yeah. with this LGBT. But yeah, uh, no, Zach Bagans, like literally, I just love how um, aggressively American he is and just like obnoxious. <laughs> and just, he's just such, such a jock, isn't he's he? And a I just, douche. He's like a jock goth, and I just love him so much. And I don't know what it is. He's got an Why album that he like did with Prakashan. So much. From Lord, Lords of Acid. Just, I don't know. This think this episode, by the way, is going off so many tangents. You're gonna end up having like bonus material. We need to straighten this up. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Next wild. question. Yes, please. Next Next bonus material. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. A horror movie that you love. That one was very hard because I love a lot of them, but uh, the one recently that i've found that i love is train to busan oh i've not seen that it is heart-wrenching but i thought you were gonna say the black phone and i was gonna hang <laughs> i do love the black phone oh no don't uh, let's let's not go down that road <laughs> we we've been we'll we, be we've had night. our arguments over that as it is but like uh yeah uh train to busan is higher up there like that I've, it it will rip your heart out of of its chest but i still will watch it occasionally i mean i like sometimes i'm just in the mood for a good zombie movie 
and it's one of the best. We were just talking about zombies, weren't we, Ashley? And uh, yeah. saying how they scare us. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I often have nightmares about zombies. In fact, I, I watched. Too. I watched. <laughs> I watched um, the Mummy and the Mummy Returns the other day, and I literally yeah, I was disappointed had... in your score of the Mummy Returns. Yeah, I mean, it didn't hold up for me. <laughs> I mean, the, those effects, man. It's but, not the best of the two, so I mean, uh, I don't blame you that much. I literally had like nightmares about um, the mummy zombies. Like I was like last night. Apparently, I was like throwing throwing hands, and Abby had to sh- shout at me and tell me <laughs> to stop. <laughs> so yeah, mummies and uh, zombies. on his way. <laughs> um, I forgot my word now. Oh yeah, so you love train to train to Busan? Is that it? Yes. Yeah, I need to check that out then. Yes, you do. Um. What is a horror movie that you can watch over and over? Uh, I'll say one that I have watched over and over, and it's my second favorite movie of all time, From Dusk Till Dawn. Ah, there we go. I've never seen that. <gasps> I'm sure we've. I've had that reaction, and you've said that a lot every of times time. before. Every <laughs> time. Every time. I keep, time. Forgetting. I keep forgetting you've not seen From Dusk Till Dawn, and that's just crazy. It is such a good movie. Yeah, you just have to. Watch it. Watch it now. We actually stop the podcast. uh, My my partner Brittany actually. I mean, she collects VHS, and she for a while will buy any anytime she sees a copy of From Dusk Till Dawn on VHS, (laughs) she'll buy it. Nice. So she's got several copies of it. (laughs) That's awesome. And the sequels. Now we got both the sequels too. They're not that good, but I didn't even know there was sequels. That's crazy. Yeah, there's there's Texas Blood Money is the second one, and then uh, the Hangman's Daughter is the third one. It's like a prequel. Interesting. Yeah, um, the special effects dude, uh, Tom Savini, he is actually in the movie. Yep, Sex Machine. Sex Machine, yeah. He's actually going to be at the Horicon in October, so I'm going to meet him. Yay. Oh, nice. Were you going to say something, Ashley? I was just going to say that my mom buys a Disney VHS every time she's at the thrift stores. She has I got tons. a bunch she can buy. You do? I do like that. That kind of sounded like a, a pervy thing for a second. It's like I got some VHS. You can <laughs> but no, I do have some. I got a bunch of Disney VHS to sell. <laughs> yeah, um, we, she she just collects them so like, um, she can hand them like either sell them online or give them to us, you know, for future yeah. stuff. I, I love Disney VHS like mainly for like a nostalgia thing because I used to have mm-hmm. them all lined up and it's just looking at those big spines the colorful spines mm-hmm. with the titles on and it's just so Beautiful. aesthetically pleasing to see them all lined up there next question field mouse what is a horror movie that surprised you the 2013 evil dead remake oh so good it was way better than it deserved to be oh and my god I'm, it was, I'm sure I've, it is but it's just too I've bloody seen it for me twice <laughs> And it the is second very bloody. time I watched it, it was just like, it was still just so scary. Like, we're big fans of the Evil Dead franchise in general. So when they started talking about doing the uh, a remake, we were like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Why Why mm-hmm. would you do it? Don't fix it if it's not broken. Yeah. And then one day we were just like, well, let's give it a shot. Like, uh, like we were surprised with, uh, we enjoyed Friday the 13th remake more than we thought we would. Uh, we were fans of the Halloween remakes that Rob Zombie did. Um, so we watched the Evil Dead remake with low expectations, and it ended up being really good. I was very surprised. Oh, I love it, yeah. I watched, we watched the, me and my friend uh, recently, like, back when I was unemployed, and she was unemployed. <laughs> we just, I went over to our house, we got really high, 
uh, ate a bunch of snacks and watched the original and the new one back to back. It was fun. We, we I went to a drive-in can... theater and watched the first two original ones in a drive-in, and that was fucking epic. Nice. That's, that's wow. the best way to watch them. That does sound amazing. I don't think I can watch horror films if I'm high, you know. I just get, like, too panicky. Like, it just <laughs> freaks nah, me out. Yeah, it's, it's opposite like... for me. Like, it brings me back to reality being like, oh, yeah, this is fake. Like, I can tell it's fake. Oh, no. I mean, I've told you my story about Blair Witch Project, like, when the first time I saw that when I was high, that was not a good decision. <laughs> because that's, that's just a like, slow movie. Anxiety first time I watched Insidious, movie. I was high, and it looked like a freaking high school play. <laughs> I've still never seen Insidious. I love that. I love that, that franchise. I, I am to jump scares as you are to gore. Oh, interesting. So if a movie is clearly just relying on jump scares, then I'll pass. That is... um. I don't know if you heard me, us talk about that, but I was saying about how my son is exactly the same as that. Like, he can't deal with the suspense and the jump scares, but if it's like, uh, you know, gore or like a monster, he's totally fine with it. But yeah. I'm the opposite. <laughs> someone so. someone much, much smarter than me who, I don't know who it was, but someone much sm- smarter than me once said that jump scares are the equivalent of if a stand-up comedian came out into the audience and tickled you and said, I'm funny. That's it's not, it's literally not my nightmare. anybody tickling me and especially surprise tickling from a random person that sounds like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's why i don't like jump scares which i mean obviously they're just about every horror movie has at least some jump scare but and it's hard to tell but sometimes it's like like that's why i don't really watch the conjuring movies because i enjoyed the conjuring well enough but it did rely so much on jump scares that it's like yeah see i I'm also afraid of the real Annabelle, so. Anyways, next question. Anyways, next question. What is a a horror movie movie guilty pleasure? I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Oh, I know that. (laughs) I think I said that the last podcast. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I like every, either I like it or I don't like it, and you can live with it. But uh, for the sake of the podcast, I'm a big fan of the Wishmaster movie. I've never seen that. It gets it a lot of love, though. It's cool. So cool goofy. Classic, isn't it? The like, 90s with... What is that remember. actor's name? I can't remember, but there was a comic book that recently came out called 8 Billion Genies that has uh, already been, like, signed some deal with Amazon or something. But, like, the first issue had a variant cover that was just a picture of the guy that played the 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 Jin in the Wishmaster, and I thought that was fucking great. I've but only yeah. ever seen like screen grabs from that movie and it looks bizarre. Like it it's looks like silly. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's silly and hilarious. The third movie makeup. is terrible, but it's still worth watching. Like cuz the third movie like yeah. some woman like makes a wish to I don't remember what her the way her wish was actually worded, but the entire movie is this genie trying to figure out how to like either fall in love with her or get her to fall in love with him. Like it's it's stupid. It looks stupid. <laughs> I love it. And finally, what is a horror movie that you should have seen by now? Salem's Lot. Oh, interesting. I watched that for the first time the other day. What is that? Uh, Salem's Lot. It's actually getting remade. It should have come out this year. Um, It is by Toby Hooper. That's correct, isn't it? The guy did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Maybe. I know it's based on a Stephen Um, King novel. Yes, that's right. And I've always been a big vampire fan. 
And so uh, to for a movie like Salem's Lot, for me to have not seen it yet. I mean, there, there's a lot of vampire movies that I haven't seen that I should have, like the uh, original Dracula I haven't seen and Nosferatu. Oh, uh, you need to get on those too. It's um, it was the same thing as um, it. It was a TV miniseries, a two-parter. So mm-hmm. when you put them both together, it's actually over three hours long, um, and it, it definitely does feel that long. It drags. There's a a ton of stuff in it that just doesn't need to be in there. Like it, there's there's a lot. It, it's called Salem's Lot because that's the the name of the the town that it's set in. Um, and it focuses a lot on like all the townspeople, and there's like a load of stuff that goes on with them, like separate relationships for people that you don't really need to see at all. It's got nothing to do with the plot of the movie. Is that just... the? Hold on. It's basically what um what we do in the shadows ripped off with Barlow. Like they literally, that's a character in Salem's Lot, Barlow. <laughs> like the, he looks exactly the same. Um, but all the all the vampire stuff is great. Like the smash, like the vampires are dead scary in it, and some really cool yeah, horror parts. Yeah, that vampire in it. looks awesome. And I mean, there's um, some vampire movies that I've only recently seen, like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and uh, oh, I've still like, not seen that one. I did not like Near Dark when I first saw it as a teenager, and I watched it again, I think last year, and loved it. Yeah, but Near Dark's a very good movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely recommend watching Salem's Lot, but like, you know, maybe spread it out over over two sittings because it is very long. Mm-hmm. And okay. like I said, if, if if there was like a a cut of it, like a you know that, that cut out all the unnecessary stuff, it'd be a real cool vampire. I think flick. there is, but I but I don't know. I haven't. I didn't look at the time. I just see it on uh, various streaming services. Oh, well, it's yeah, on so, Shutter, so I can watch it on Shutter. Yeah, but I am interested to see what they do with the remake. I mean, it'll it'll probably be shit. Because they'll never be able to capture that seventies <laughs> creepiness of of everything, but or um, that could be your next surprise movie. It could, <laughs> but for now, let's get down to business, shall we? Let's talk about they them or they okay. slash them. They slash um, them. Don't don't let the pun get away. Yep, that I didn't actually realize that was a pun until recently. That that did ev- evade me. <laughs> 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 so this released straight to streaming in the USA only exclusively on Peacock on the 5th of August, 2022. Uh, so this was not available to watch anywhere else. It's only got a USA release. But lucky for you guys, I'm quite handy at sailing the seven seas. Um, so I managed to watch this. Um, so the synopsis is as follows. A group of teenagers at an LGBTQ plus conversion camp endures unsettling psychological techniques while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. Do you have some trivia for us, Ashley? There's literally four pieces of trivia. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's do this. Obviously, number one old. is Kevin Bacon was also in a Friday the 13th movie. No. That was at a camp. <gasps> no. No way. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but also, Kevin Bacon was a executive producer of this movie. Interesting. They um all of the teen characters were played by adults mm. obviously and all of the cast was played by actual queer people so that's great yeah that's good to know um i have a piece of trivia so <laughs> this is the lowest rated movie i've seen in quite some time um before we talked about that one that field mouse mentioned 
what was it called? House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Um, so this has an IMDb score of 3.4, which is super low. So this is the, officially the lowest rated movie we've ever covered on this podcast. Yes, even lower than Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. Um, and the highest rated movie, can you guess? Halloween uh, 1978. Uh, but yeah, so that is the high bar and this is the low bar apparently. Um, Interesting. So um, let's do initial thoughts then. So we've all watched this movie just the once, right? Yes. Right. Okay. So we'll we'll do guests first then. So what are your initial thoughts on this movie, Field Mouse? I really liked it. I felt like... Uh... Like, I don't even see it as much of a slasher. I think the slasher element was put in it specifically to get people to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that shows and that the last act is a little uh, less good than the rest of it because they're wrapping up this background slasher story. But, um, but yeah, it was very good. It was, it was very scary um, without the slasher stuff. There was at least one good heart-wrenching scene like... Uh, I thought it was very good. And what about you, Ashley? I liked it too. I was actually pretty shocked that I liked it because I went in very low expectations. Um, and at first, I was like, "Huh, my acting's a little, a little off." But as time went on and I got to know the characters, I started to really, really like it. And I agree with you. I think they put the slasher stuff in for people to watch. But, I mean, obviously the real horror was, you know, psychological and and mental and all that. And, um, but I think, like, I liked it. And then after reading comments and, and stuff like that, I just didn't, like, I saw, I understood where people were coming from. But at the same time, I was like, I think you missed the point. So, but I liked it. Um, for me, I mean, w- so we discussed this trailer on our Patreon episode, didn't we? Um, mm-hmm. And we were worried about this movie for a few different reasons, you know, like the representation, the subject matter. Um, and then after seeing the reviews come out, like I definitely didn't have any desire to watch it. Um, like I've never seen a movie so universally trashed, like across the board in like a long time like critics, horror fans, people I knew personally, like everyone said it was awful, apart from you guys. <laughs> you you both came out and said that you really enjoyed it, which confused me and made me curious to watch it, you know, just to see if my views lined up with yours, which unfortunately they didn't. Um, I didn't. Oh, yeah, like I knew it. you wouldn't like this movie. I mean, but not probably not for the reasons that you think. I mean, we were worried about, you know, that it couldn't handle the subject matter correctly um, and that, you know, that it wouldn't it would like take make light of it and stuff like that. But it, it didn't. I think it did all that right. You know, it wasn't campy like I thought it might be, like I thought it was actually handled pretty well. I just found it to be boring. And that's probably because of who I am, you know, a cis straight male. I can't really relate to it. Um, there was stuff in that I did like. You know, I, I liked the fact that they were, you know, killing the counselors, not the kids. That was that was a good thing because we were worried about that too, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my initial thoughts anyway. So 
let's get stuck into it. So we're at Whistler Camp and the, um, I don't want to say tagline, but the, uh, the, the three words that go with Whistler Camp <laughs> is respect, renew and rejoice. Um, and then at the end, obviously, it gets turned on its head when she says respect, renew and revenge. I love um, that scene. So, yeah, so these people, they're here and some of them, they, you know, they actually do want to be there. They want to be turned straight and they're, you know, struggling with their sexuality and don't like it. Um, some of that only because their parents made them. And then there's one girl who's there that gets revealed later that she's actually like an undercover reporter, so to speak. Um, and then we get Jordan's character. They come from a religious family and they made a deal with their family, right? So that after they've been to the camp, the, the family will accept them for who they are. Um, and my first question to you, Ashley, obviously you come from a more religious family than I did. Um, how do you feel that it handled like the subject matter of like the Christian guilt and like the conflict of like the upbringing? Um, I've known people like that, and still, I still know people like that, and I don't know. It was just really hard, kind of, to watch that because um, because I've heard it and I've seen it in real life. So my first note on this opening whenever like they get out and they meet um kevin bacon's character (laughs) hawk i wrote cliche quote-unquote cool pastor using language excessively to relate to the kids which i i don't think that he was specifically supposed to be a pastor but for some reason like pastors and youth pastors always try to like do things that are like a tiny bit controversial in the Christian community, but not enough to like get them fired. <laughs> they're trying, they're trying to be cool and hip with the kids. I've, I've yeah, seen exactly. it too. I've been there too. And, and he was like using excessive language, like, okay, cool, whatever. So, um, but I know people like that. There's somebody in our church. <laughs> That any time he was a super white guy, but anytime he would get around anybody that was black, he would automatically like do the quintessential like he was trying to talk like them or like talk in, in <laughs> slang and stuff like that. And it was just like like he was from the hood. Exactly. Like he was trying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was like, do, I don't think he was doing it to make fun of them. I think he was trying to do it to get down to their level. But do yeah. you know when like adults act like uh they try to say like slang and be cool mm. around like children it's just like awkward and i'm sure i've done it before though <laughs> oh i i do it all oh, the that's time. a thing yeah <laughs> like that's i mean george carlin had a bit about that about how if you you know take a group full of uh white guys and a group full of black guys and put them in a room together for a while then the white guys will eventually start talking and acting like the black guys do mm-hmm and a lot of that is just because they're generally cooler than us. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, and, and a lot of the, the stuff that he said, like, basically, God doesn't hate you, but he hates that you're gay. And it was always like, when I was growing up, it was always hate the sin, but love the, the like, yeah, 
love the sinner but hate the sin or whatever and it was just like stupid and like <sighs> it's just really frustrating how all of this all of that has come along so for them to even like make a movie i mean of course they've made lots of movies about conversion like gay conversion camps or you know stuff like that but it's just like it's just so terrifying because it's such a realistic thing yeah i thought they did a pretty good job personally of like the religious side of it like representing that and showing it you know for, for what it is and like you say these things are real like i thought mm-hmm. it, from that angle like it worked you know it didn't feel like it was it felt authentic yeah um another part of like the representation like i was gonna ask you feel mouse like being a cis queer male how do you feel this movie handled that subject matter of sexuality and representation um well i mean like i'm only like recently out of the closet and so like i have not had a background of um of persecution for such things um i do know people who have and i have been on the other side of it um but i think they they played that really well like to to uh to back up ashley's point um it was very much like i don't have the same type of christian background that she does because i had kind of a mixed uh, uh upbringing but part of it was that kind of christian upbringing and um there are I, th- I think they did nail that on the head with you know the uh like the way they would like try to sound nice but really say mean things exactly and, yeah and stuff like that where they're trying to they're like oh we're your friend and that's why we're telling you that you're you know you're a terrible person and you <laughs> need to be better because yeah. we love you and it's like yeah exactly. uh, and i think like I, yeah. I think they did do a great job i've i've known uh several people just like the uh flamboyant i don't really remember anyone's name but jordan but uh yeah I, i've known people like the flamboyant gay guy i know people like the uh transgendered woman um and i know people like jordan and then like there's yeah like i i can mentally think of someone that each one of those characters uh reminds same. me of yeah and, same. Uh, yeah same mm-hmm. yeah and so I cool. think they did a great job. I and mean, I even spoke to a uh, friend of mine. I'm not. I'm not going to name her, um, just for the sake of. I don't want to blast her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did speak to a, a, a transgender girl that that uh, that I'm friends with, and she said that it was very well representative as well. Yeah. So. What was cool as well? It it didn't really feel like like no one like you said they had um you know different types of of all kinds of like queer and transgender characters in this. And yeah, like it everybody. Didn't, it didn't feel like token. Like it, at no point yes. it, was it like, right, you've got one of them, you've got one of them, you've got one of them. It all kind of felt very organic. Right. And yeah. the, I like the fact too that they had like these, they had like the two quintessential, like should be straight, yeah. you know, you've characters. Got the jock, they had, um, you've got the, the yeah. you know, the equivalent yeah. of the female jock. <laughs> what would and you And they those? were both very conflicted with it. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Because like not, uh, because not only of because their... of not not only because of you know fear of rejection, but also because you know I'm already supposed to fit in this bubble, and I'm pretty far into it. But this one little fact about me mm. could get me out of the bubble. And like, 
that's not something that I've ever personally worried about, but like I could see it being a big problem. For yeah. People. Growing up, like um, one of my friends called me the, uh, <laughs> the Pied Piper for gay boys <laughs> <laughs> because um, when I was growing up, like, I was always some like one of the first people that that people would tell like especially bo- like boys guys teenagers whatever um like my friend that called me that he, he I was the first person that he came out to um I was telling uh field mouse earlier about another one uh, um my one of my exes actually and I was the first person that he came out to so like I've always had like just absolute like just no judgment i'll always yeah. try to be like open and be there for for them and yeah I don't know. people must sense that then yeah they i think so that. yeah you're very easy to talk to and like open up to so that's probably what it is as well <laughs> like that you can you can trust you know with with secrets if you may <laughs> so. yeah you really can because like yeah like 75% of the time I'm not going to even remember until like I see you again and you say something about it. Oh, oh yeah, you told me about that. So, yeah. Something um something that I found shocking in this film though was the fact that they took away their medication. Like you can't just take away someone's like oh, prescribed know. medication for yeah, like dep- depression and hormones. Like that's very dangerous. Like yeah. you can't just go cold turkey with like, you know, withdraw people from medication like that. Like that's that's insane. That was, that was a weird thing for me. Sure. And also the fact that they never like other than the scene with the dog, they never had any repercussions thrown out. That like several times they would say, "All right, do this." And my whole in my head, I'm sitting there like, "What if I don't?" Yeah. Like, are you gonna kick <laughs> well, me you, out? You, uh, you're probably like me, where I just like if somebody tells me to do something and I just think it's the dumbest thing in the world, or I absolutely don't want to do it, and I have a bad attitude or whatever. Yeah, like like the the scene where they're making the girls bake pies, and it's like, sure, like I kind of get what they're trying to come across, but what if the girls just like I'm not doing that? Mm. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna put them in timeout? Are you gonna kick them out? Are you gonna make them do write-offs? Or like, is there a punishment system? And mm. that was a thing yeah, that but never I think... got brought up. Yeah, but honestly, like, I think be... I think a lot of them were just like nice kids or whatever. I feel like you know a lot of them were just trying to just get it, it over went. with. Yeah, and, and just, just deal and with it. it as painless and that, as that I accepted yeah. as well. But I just I just found it weird that like no, but like. The only until, time anyone ever stood up to him, it was Jordan. And right, mm. and, and I when it started getting more dangerous or more like just more fucked up, like I was like, okay, that's probably a point where I'd be like, no, I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. like this is messed up. Which, in I my opinion, to... was the moment they uh, like they they caught the uh, transgendered woman in the yes. shower and made yes. her switch bunks. I thought that was fucked up. And was pretty much the start of how things were getting fucked up. Yeah, it started to slowly reveal, and didn't it? That oh, actually, I mean, you you guys said that you called you you noticed Kevin Bacon from the very start, but I was like, oh, maybe he is a nice guy. Like (laughs) maybe well, he's creepy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and the fact that like, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, like, from that point on, like, that's when it started to fall apart. And it was like, oh, actually, no, they're not A-OK with you being gay sort of thing. We just know better than yeah. the trust, those smiles. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kevin Bacon's creepy smile. Especially when, when he introduces, first of all, he introduces his wife, who has this brainwashed, creepy smile on her face the entire time. Yeah. She was she was the absolute true villain of that movie. We all know someone um, like her. But whenever he introduces his um, daughter and then he introduces her fiance and I was like, they're both gay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, especially the guy, even though that ginger man was beautiful. Um, It was pretty funny. Like their sex scene was really funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. Their sex scene was so funny. Yeah, because what got me is, yeah, okay, I it's funny. He's looking at a pictures of guys. She's looking at pictures of girls, but also they're dry humping the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like that cracked me up. I'm like, is, that it, made me are laugh they not going to address this? That they're not <laughs> even actually having sex? <laughs> um. So before I talk about dislikes, I want to talk about some things I liked about it. So let's stay positive. So I like the setting. Obviously, the summer camp slasher is always a winner for me. So that that setting was just lovely. Um, I like the psychological horror element to it. I thought at times it was quite well done. You know, it kind of it drew you in. It hooked me for a minute. Um, the cinematography, I thought, was quite nice as well. Um, score was passable. Uh, but my favourite thing about it, I think, was the acting, actually. <clears throat> so... Theo German, they played the main character, Jordan. I thought they were great. They were and, the most beautiful thing about that entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Bacon, I thought, also did a really good job, like, with what he was oh, given. He was just creepy. He played, like, yeah. a smart, yeah. smarmy, two-faced, homophobic bigot very well. You know, like, he, he did it oh. very well. But that, Yeah, because he that, was able that, to, like, he was able to go from, like, his fake charming act to like his psychotic act mm. just like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked mm. to have seen more of him and more of Jordan as well. Like if you want to go into like favorite characters, Jordan was my favorite character in this. Like, yeah, mine too. They're, they're just so but I did. I did love um, Alexandra. She was. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, loved how good. positive and upbeat and just so just sweet and caring she was the entire time. Even I was when just she waiting was ridiculed. for her to like literally turn or something, you know, but no, she was actually just a, know, a good was, character like, all around. Shit, yeah. She did it. And I was like, yeah. okay, yes, queen. <laughs> and she was gorgeous, <laughs> was like, too. Huh? Yeah. She was gorgeous, too. Oh, yeah. Stunning. But Jordan, yeah, I've just got down here a really strong and compelling character like and someone that was believable and likable as well and so many great one-liners as well like so dry and sarcastic like um right at the start straight out of the gate you know like um Mm -hmm. yeah they as in they can't believe they're at this fucking camp great line (laughs) yeah um when like um what what do they discover like the pictures and Mm -hmm. and then and then they just say oh he does not know who he's hunting, you know. Um, <laughs> and then yes. it's like, oh, that was it. When they were doing the gun thing. And yeah. then the big ginger dude was like, oh, have you done this before? Or oh, was it Kevin Bacon that said that? I can't remember. Um, and then they just no, say, it was yeah. The, it was the ginger dude. 
then they just say yeah between drag shows just fucking cracks me up i know and then and then I really... straight in a breath after that um the, the guy was like oh you go first and and they're like no ladies first yeah <laughs> so good i really i liked all of the the kids i liked them all mm. and the funny thing is is i didn't like the creepy um mole guy yeah. yeah so that kid just he just rubbed me the wrong way when he first i was like oh, uh, mm, uh. yeah but when i look I didn't back know what it was i i kind of uh just chalked it up to you know he's kind of got a weird face structure and maybe i'm just not you know i i'm not perfect <laughs> He's got so an accent a, as well. He's got an yeah, a- accent, like a villain can, accent. He just kind of looked like a vampire out of an Anne yeah. Rice movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then, obviously, his performance is where you kind of like that's a, a bit off. But then, when yeah. you look back and you think, oh, well, but he was he was acting. He was playing yeah. a character at that point, so it made sense. You know, yeah. this, I thought the same thing as well for the girl with the the red streak, um, and you know when she was like, oh. I'd, and they're all sat around. She was like, I don't want to be here. Like, this is bullshit or something. Um, or what like did she, she say? Was she was getting upset about like... something. Oh, no, that was it. She was going, I, I want, I don't want to be gay anymore or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, and she, didn't want to be, she didn't want to be bi anymore. She and then bi. she was like, yeah, oh. That's Veronica, this... right? Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the one that got it on at the lake. But, like, that hot. performance, I was just like, oh, I'm not sure on that. I think she's, like, a bad actor. And then obviously it got revealed later on that she was. Yeah, I think that's what it was for me, too. I really think that's what it was for me, too. Yeah. But yeah, everything later on sort of fell into place. Um, But I just I wanted to touch back on on Jordan. Like, you know, they had all these great moments and one liners and the personality, but absolutely zero character backgrounds like I wanted them to be the central character. I wanted to be more invested in them. Like they kept saying, you know, nothing about me. You, you don't know who you're messing with. And I was like, yeah, neither do I. Like, tell me more about you. Like, tell. Yeah, because tell a all we got was that about your past, your backstory. Like, I needed yeah. more of their story because, like, they would have been a great central character to focus on, and there was just not enough done to develop them. That's mm-hmm. what I thought was a big misstep in this. Which I don't see a problem with that, because. It's not necessary for the story, in my I opinion. Guess. We've like, got I can a lot understand... of characters to discuss in it, I suppose, as well. You know, yeah. But... yeah, I can understand so, where you're coming from. Like, I mean, that that, sends, that tends to be a big uh, issue with a lot of movies. and uh, But for me, it's not always an issue. Like, it's just, if it's not necessary to know, it's not necessary to know, in my opinion. I like a central protagonist. I like, I'm simple. I'm a simple man. <laughs> 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 um, you know... Oh. I like the final you girl like, thing. Uh, <laughs> okay, y'all have seen uh, My Girl, right? Long time um, ago. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen it, but I know the spoilers of it, like the bees and all that shit. Oh, yeah. So the doctor was the girl on there, and I was like, that's awesome. I hadn't seen her in anything really? in a while. I didn't hmm. notice that. That's oh, cool. of course. You didn't notice that? No. She looks exactly the same. Yeah. I was like, how does she look like? I said it was so long ago since I've seen my girl. That's cool. Can I can I go into my dislikes now? Yeah. Is that okay? So I already know one of your dislikes, so go for yeah. it. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna put try and get it then. Try and get it. It's gonna be the musical scene. <laughs> You're not gonna. You didn't like the right. singing and the dancing. The pink scene was so incredible. I love. Chris. Thank like, you. I was Kevin Bacon in that scene. You know where he's watching with his face like thunder. Like that was me watching them. That scene made me cry. <laughs> I thought it was and, a great scene as well. You know what's even more infuriating? I've had that song stuck in my head since I've watched that movie. <laughs> it's a great song. I've had it stuck in my head too. And I hate pink. The only part of that that scene I didn't like was the girl with the red streak rapping. That was the only scene. Oh, yeah. That was the only part bad. I was like, eh. so bad. Yeah, could have done without that too. But yeah. But I, I liked it because like. They're all having a good time. They all got together and they all were like bonding because it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like always for some reason in in movies about teenagers, there's always like teenagers that don't get along or whatever. And I felt like everybody got along. Everybody had each other's backs. They all wanted to keep each other safe. Like even Um, the cold jock guy like came out of the shell and got to join in. Yeah. And I really just like, I thought it was just a really good like coming together type Um. Type yeah, scene. I think it was essential as well, you know, for the plot to have that in. I think maybe it's just the song I didn't like. I think maybe if they'd have picked <laughs> my camera <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like I, I, I don't often read reviews, but uh, I went on Letterboxd and read some of the reviews just to see why people didn't like it. And some of them were people were upset that the uh, queer characters didn't get killed, but some of them were upset because of pink. <laughs> I thought that was just silly. I mean that was one see, of my dislikes, but it wasn't my main one. Like I well, I was gonna say I think that's pretty much gonna be everybody and I'm not calling you homophobic, Chris. I'm not calling I you am. homophobic. But I think there's a lot of people out there who wanted the queer people to die and that's what they were expecting. Yeah, that's and then when they came up. out they were disappointed. And I'm like that was one of the best things about it, because that was what we were worried yeah. about. We were like, Oh, yeah, I exactly. Really hope and, and it's I was not like, just like yeah. I, I don't really think that this movie was a horror film per like, se, but like it was horrifying because oh, of the, the way that they treated matter. these people. Yeah. And especially was... that one fucking scene mm. in, that I warned you about, Chris. Oh, well, hold on a minute. I mean, all right then. Well, we'll get into this now then. I'll go well, back hold to up, my hold dislikes. Up, hold up. May I say oh. one thing real quick? Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about like what people thought about it and if anybody out there is listening to this that thought to themselves, I wanted to watch this movie so I could see a bunch of queer people getting killed and you're disappointed. And that was your whole motive is you just want an excuse Please to watch queer people get killed. Unfollow us. Just watch the news and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to you, Chris. Yeah. Um, right. So Ashley mentioned the, the dog shooting scene. Now, yeah, this was something that, almost made me not watch the movie because Ashley warned me about it and and you know what I'm like with animal stuff and it, you know it made me cry I was like bawling my eyes uh, out the it, way that character wailed yeah man but it's the interesting thing totally about this is like I almost didn't watch it because of what Ashley said Ashley said it's horrendous like leading up to it it's horrendous and all this yeah and this was actually my favorite scene in the movie. Like, I can't believe it's so I'm, powerful. I can't believe it I'm saying it, but the dog shooting scene was my favorite scene in this movie. Like, it wasn't horrendous, like you said. Like, 
the most horrendous animal death scene that I can think of was in Midnight Mass. Like that is the worst animal death scene I've ever seen. Oh, the like, cats. No, the dog. Joe Kelly's dog. Oh no, I blocked that out. Mm, yeah, stop. That okay. Is horrendous. So I was expecting something like that. So in this one, you don't see the animal suffering at all. Like, right. I know. You just but it was... hear the gunshot and see it lying on the ground. It's literally one of the most tame animal death scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it was just because whale. of the the way was... he was speaking yeah. and like just. But I was expecting, because you said it was horrendous leading up to it, and he gets out the hammer and he goes, oh, I'm going to break this dog's legs. And I thought, oh, fuck, that's what's going to happen. I thought this was the horrendous That's what I thought, too. Through it. Yeah. And the whole time I, I told Abby, I was like, right, you need to leave, because Ashley said that this is horrendous. So she left the room, and I was expecting to see something horrible. And then it didn't happen. And then, obviously, Jordan shot the dog. Maybe that was why I loved it. It was like the relief of that not happening. And it was just like, oh, he's just, he looks like That's he's really asleep. really sweet of it's you like... to, to tell Abby to leave the room. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I would get in shit for it, you see, because she'll be like, why did you make me watch this? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen it before. It happens all the time. <laughs> we have to do just the dog <laughs> before any film we watch. Yeah. But yes, the dog died in this. But honestly, I was cool with it. I was, I was happy with the way it panned out. Like, it was so effective. Yeah, the way, the way done, that the tension, the build-up, just... the acting, like yeah. it was insane. And I was like, as soon as Jordan pulled that trigger, and I, and I was just like, wow. I actually applauded a dog getting shot, but I was just like, yes, well done, Jordan. If I nothing else, so it's over now. Yeah, because they were building like this dog's definitely going to die or suffer. Get it over with, and Jordan got it over with. Yeah, I'll say. As a like, I've got this kind of macho tendency that my friends and I had in high school where I'll watch movies like this and be like, boy, if I was there, I would blah, 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 blah. And um, for this, I'm sitting there watching, you know, him say, do it or this guy's going to break the dog's legs. My thought was, shoot the guy with the hammer. And uh, oh, shit, yeah. 100%. Like that, that was the third right option that was never dick. brought up. Mm. Like to shoot the guy with the hammer and then do what you want to from there. And, uh, I was talking to my friend that I mentioned earlier who liked it, and uh, she mentioned that so many of these movies, um, like she's a pacifist, and I am not, but <laughs> like, 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 there's a song I really like by a band called Flummox called "Trans Girls Need Guns," and um, <laughs> and this trans girl does not like that song because she's anti-gun, which is fine. I'm not exactly pro-gun, but uh, where was I getting at? Oh yeah, she uh. She mentioned how all these movies always tend to have the whole message of you got to be better than them. Don't get your revenge. Don't do this. And it's like, and she agrees with that point, but doesn't like that it's force fed. Yeah. And like, um, I think that was part of that was I'm sitting there like, shoot the guy with the hammer and then maybe shoot Kevin Bacon. I think but Kevin like, Bacon would have dropped that shot gun. him in his foot. It wouldn't have been a bad, you know, it would have been, it would have hurt him, but it's not that bad. You know what it I mean? It would have certainly like, fucking shook up the thing. And I mean, I would have shot him in the face personally, but. <laughs> I think. It I was mean, I great... say that having never shot a person before. I'm so full of shit. <laughs> I think it was a, a, a great moment for Jordan and their character. Like it, it was, was just like yeah. a defining moment in the film. And I think that's why I liked it so much. And again, Austin Crew sold that so well too best toby what about you guys what was your favorite scene so my favorite part probably was the end when the doctor chick 
or the killer chick um, was trying to get Jordan to like join her, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jordan basically was just like, Jordan didn't want to add to the chaos and the death and the sadness. Yeah. They just wanted to be with their friends and live their life. Yeah, get yeah. their emancipation. And and as well, it was a real like poignant moment when it was like, oh, you know, like do this, be strong, you can do this, like kill him. And they were just like, no, like I have the strength not to do this. Like that's stronger yeah, exactly. than doing than killing I just, him. And I just wanted them just to be like, you already got your hands dirty, do. you do it. Yeah. <laughs> You've come this far. <laughs> yeah. And and they had the what I I'm, you know, very proud that they had the strength to not shoot Kevin Bacon because but um I thought the way that he got killed was really cool. Well, I mean, did you notice the the heavy Friday the 13th Easter egg there as well? Yeah. That he got impaled through the back, just like in the movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I want to go back now to my biggest dislike, and that is that tonally I thought it was a mess. Like, the main problem for me was that it was trying to be two or three movies at the same time, and none of those movies were properly done like it was trying to be a slasher it was trying to be a coming of age a psychological mystery thriller like all at once like it just felt unfocused and therefore unable to do any of the genres it was attempting to justice like Like, i guess i just didn't even like really notice that i guess i was just so like just enthralled by the characters and just so in love with them that i just kind of it was one of those movies where I just, like, I know that it's not the greatest, but it was one that I just, like, absolutely enjoyed it for what it was. And yeah. it doesn't happen very often because a lot of times I get real critical and I'm like, well, that movie was so stupid or whatever. But Black I really liked it. And I I loved all the people. I mean, all the good people, not the bad people. I also thought that the pacing was way too slow. I thought it was mm, dull I can give you that, and ininventive. Yeah. Like... And the editing was really bad as well. Um, I also guessed the killer twist, like, straight away. Like, as soon yeah, as that, one that was first scene, when, when she was introduced as the new one, oh, she's not yeah. working long, I was like, she's the killer, clearly. That's such a setup. <laughs> like, So yeah. I guessed it straight away. Um, and I just thought, also the story and the character development, like, left a lot to be desired. It felt like a lot was cut out, like, we didn't see any relationship development between the jock and that black guy, even though it was like heavily implied that they like loved each other. All of a I sudden noticed at the that end. too. Cause I didn't, I, I didn't like, understand it. From? Like because, we saw nothing. Like they were in love, but then like he slept with that other guy. Yeah. I don't know. It was, eh, whatever. But it was weird. There was just, did you get that film? I swear that their sort of, their relationship well, just kind they, of came out of nowhere. They, implied it when they were handcuffed in the woods we didn't even see any scenes between them in the woods it was literally just like there was a little bit and then after that it was just toby like just saying it like yeah yeah. it was weird uh, i feel like there was more to that i think they filmed more with them too they must have because it was maybe they'll come out with like deleted scenes later on or something gabriel seduced him and i would watch an extended cut to get more of you know the relationships and the character development definitely i think it would work better 
one thing mm-hmm. I really liked about it, um, like talking about the relationships, was when they had that big uh, sex scene with the three couples. Like, you know, they had the uh, counselor people like looking at pictures and dry humping. And then they had uh, Veronica and the lesbian cheerleader girl uh, going down on each other. But like they really focused on the guys, on the jock and Gabriel. Like that's not something that you see often in movies. Like usually, yeah, usually they 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 focus more on the lesbian stuff. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And so it was just cool. Like like the lesbians. Yeah, it was hot. You, you know, they had some sexy underwear on and stuff like that. But I don't even think they that we saw anything past that. No, there was but, no nudity. But there but was like the guys, full, full nudity ass, with the guys. Fucking, yeah. Like the only thing. And I it didn't was like, shot really pretty. <laughs> it was. The only yeah. thing I didn't like about that is the way they cut from the. And I guess this goes to what you were saying about the editing. The way they cut from the uh, sex scene between the jock and Gabriel to the uh, post coitus scene. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, that's that. yeah. Suddenly Gabriel's just standing there. Yeah. And the jock is laying on the couch. Like he's just waking up. And I was like, Gabriel's been standing there fantasizing about this, this entire time. Poor guy. Mm, yeah. But then, I can co- see that. but then it went to a different twist, which was a fun twist. And I mean, that, that was an interesting part of the movie, but yeah, that was, that was jarring for me. I, I mm. legitimately thought it was a dream sequence. Because, again, and I mean, also because, like Ashley said, it looked really pretty. Like, how is that not, like, the most perfect dream sequence? The sun is just setting perfectly in the water, and you walk in there, and, and mm-hmm. this, you know, sexy man that is afraid of his own sexuality opens up so welcomingly, and, uh, you know, with the kisses and the touching, and Gabriel has, like, this new confidence that came out of nowhere. Like... I mm. thought it was a dream sequence, but yeah, I like the way yeah, it ended I... up. So I've got one more gripe with it, and I think you contradicted this at the start. I don't think this is scary, this movie. Yeah, but that's because... That I can't relate. <laughs> I feel like yeah. this is I, I, third, I know, I know, I know. You I think you were looking for a slasher scare. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've called you out on <laughs> being a man or it's being fine. a this white stream. Yeah, that but that is I I know that I won't be able to take as much out of it as other people. Um but yeah, that's just my my two cents. Um Yeah, but could you just imagine just somebody like somebody treating you so badly for something that's not even like that shouldn't even be frowned upon at all and just like scaring you into brainwashing you i just Mm. it's like you have to kind of put yourself in those in those people's shoes and yeah i guess maybe you're not it's hard hard for me to do but i can appreciate it for what it is but it's it's hard for me to get as invested in in it do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, get down to the bare bones of that movie that shit exists yeah like i don't i i don't know and i can't say whether or not they get as extreme as they do. Like I, I doubt that they're shooting dogs every fucking summer or, you know, or hopefully they're not fucking tying people to chairs and trying to electroshock therapy them into being straight, but they might be. I mean, I I'm sure that surprised. happened once upon a time. Oh yeah. Once upon a time, definitely. But, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's still like conversion camps are a thing and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just terrifying to think about it and to have to sit there and watch it. Like I've, like I said, I've never been persecuted 
well, that's not true. <laughs> I've never been persecuted heavily for my sexuality um, because I'm passing as a straight male, which I'm neither straight nor a male. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm neutral. And uh, which I should have mentioned earlier when you kept calling me, you know, a cis straight man and, and, and you know, stuff like this. Like, which is, I'm not holding against you, Chris. I'm more disappointed in myself for not correcting you on this particular discussion. I don't correct people often because I don't care that much. And which is also why I don't think I'm a great uh, uh, representative of, of such things. But, um, oh, shit, I went on a tangent and forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I was, I was enjoying listening to what you were saying. <laughs> no, no, me too. <laughs> that happens so often. You'll listen back to the podcast and be like, damn, that was the point I wanted to make. <laughs> yeah, that's usually yep. what happens. Of course, the last time well, I did a podcast, I was tripping acid, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you should no. have done it again on this one. That would have been funny. I thought about Chris, it. Chris, you actually, <laughs> Chris, you surprised me. I'm I'm genuinely shocked. About what? Me not liking it or? No, you actually, like, enjoying some aspects of it. Oh, yeah. I didn't hate it totally. Like, yeah. I. I, f- I actually really enjoy parts about it. I, and, I was more frustrated that it wasn't done, I don't want to say to my liking, but... Well, I, gonna, you know I, I, mean? I just like, want to clarify. It had something there, and it could have been something great, and that's what irks me about it. It had all the components there, it just wasn't put together right. Yeah, and I just want to clarify, like, why I... Th- like didn't think you were gonna like it and it has not like I don't it has nothing to do with the queer aspect of it at all it was mainly because of the little things that I know that you like about movies um how you like stories to be or like you know all that stuff that's why Mm. I didn't think you would like it I didn't think you'd like it either yeah and I also didn't think you'd like the uh the pink dance (laughs) Scene. <laughs> Should we do overall thoughts then? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I thought it was okay. I th- I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as the reviews it's made out it to be. Me like, too. I don't think it deserves the reception that it got. But honestly, if you look at society today, is it any wonder that it did get that reception? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm begging I, for that reception when yeah. it came out. And you know, and I was I was saying on the Patreon episode after we watched the trailer, like I feel like it's a cash grab and stuff like that, and. I, to this point, like it may have been with the title, I th- I think it could have been called something else, possibly. Like I think the title was the cash grab. Do you know what I mean? Like I think yeah, that was, I kind of that was the the selling point, the 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 bandwagon jumping point. You know, um, it could have been called something else. Um, I mean, I I didn't particularly like it. You know, like I said, I had issues with the way it all came together. But I think that the general idea like could have been good. You know, it had some interesting ideas. It had something there. It just wasn't executed right technically, in my opinion, um, to make an entertaining and cohesive movie. Um, what about you guys, Phil Mouse? Overall thoughts? I, like I said I really liked it. I do see that. You know, it's not a perfect movie. It's not one that I could see myself watching over and over again. Um, I think as far as all the complaints go, uh, my partner, Brittany, wrote herself a little review in a letterbox. And um, the first thing she said in it, I think, kind of speaks best to the people who were trashing this movie. And that's, uh, y'all act like you've never seen a mediocre slasher film before. (laughs) 
like. Amen. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. It was a mediocre joke. slasher film. It was. It was it fun. Was. I mean, there's yeah. worse. There's y'all know there's worse Friday the Thirteenth movies. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely. And that, and I'll watch those again. And that that that's kind of what I boil down to. Like, it's it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I I could probably watch it. If I'm with someone who hasn't seen it, I'd watch it with them. But yeah, I couldn't same. see myself just like, oh, I think I'll pop in they slash them. I wouldn't do that, probably. No, I couldn't. It's just too It's too heavy. It's very slow uh, and very heavy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my overall like thoughts, like though, <laughs> I, did, I did like it a lot. I was impressed. Um, I agree with you, Chris, that it didn't deserve, or I don't think it deserves the, the ratings that it's getting. Um mm. And and a lot of the a lot of the excuses on why people are just shredding it to pieces are kind of stupid. I think honestly, overall people are upset that there was no killing lot, of the kids. A lot of the homophobes are coming out of the woodworks. Oh my god. Sad, sad I know. to see. And that's on that horror uh group. That guy was like, Oh, mm. I'm a conservative and I feel like they were just shoving homosexuality down your everybody's throat and i was everybody was like um first of all did you not see the title of the movie like okay (laughs) and then like everybody was like ripping him apart and he's like oh well my best friend is trans and they never they never like try to push that on me or whatever and i was like that's like a white person saying oh well Oh, some of my closest friends are black whenever somebody asks them or when they say something racist and then they get called out, you know, I'm not racist. I love. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's an outcast song for you kids. (laughs) So uh, I think I forget that there's probably people out there that don't know this. (laughs) Yeah, I I literally I have no idea of the demographic of this podcast listeners. Not like I. I don't. I have no clue who's listening to, it, especially this episode. I have no. When I'm on your show, it's going to change it drastically. It's it, true, yeah, because literally we're coming off the back of the Friday Thirteenth franchise, <laughs> so I don't know who is who is going to be carrying on listening to this now. But if you are and you stick with us, then thank you so much. Um, yeah, for sure. This is, you know, we're, we're going to do some different things. We're going to talk about different movies now, so it's gonna it's gonna get different. Can I say different anymore? Um. So I just said different, and I was like, different. It's my pop filter. It's my pop filter. So let's wrap it up then. Uh, thank you so much, Field Mouse, for joining us thank and making you. your Horror Homeschool guest spot debut. And I love you both. We love you, man. I love and you too. we can reveal now that you will be returning in December for a Christmas special for the Gremlins 2 episode, right? And Ryan Horn has agreed to come on as a guest for Gremlins 1. So I can't wait for those episodes. It's going to be fun. I understand Ryan will be a great one, guest so for Gremlins excited. 1. When, Ryan, so, Ryan is like the 80s nostalgia pop culture guru. He is. He is. I can't wait to speak to him. Um, oh, by the way, is this your first time speaking with Field Mouse, Ashley? Yes. Interesting. Well, so we not... sent each other like... Um, voice notes. Voice messages yeah. just because yeah. sometimes like i'm too lazy to text something because it's so long <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so where can people find you and your music field mouse 
Uh, I My music is at offbrandmusic.com where you can download the theme song that I've written for Horror Homeschool. As oh, well nice. As some I didn't realize things. it was up there. Yep. As well as some other stuff that is you know varying in quality. Uh, Mouse Vomit, Echo Apocalypse, <laughs> and my <laughs> yeah. solo stuff. Mouse and, uh, Vomit, by the way, I recommend. That was my <laughs> album of the year when it Just came out. don't pay for it. <laughs> yes, do pay for it. £100 is about right. Oh, sorry, $100. Um, no, Mouse well, £100 vomit. is about right. Go <laughs> go and check it out. But, uh, Actually, you need to listen to Mouse Vomit. <laughs> and all of her Twitch is my, my main project. A-L-L-O-F-H-E-R. All of her Twitch. Uh, all of her Twitch. That's also on off com and on all of her Twitch.net. What is the name? What, so, what is the story behind the name of the band? Feel Mouse. I mean, I know, but I, I was Oliver Twitch. Funny. Yeah, I I was in a band called Vane, and we were playing a show with the late great Dan Sartain. May he rest in peace. I love you, Dan. Um, and a local band called Oliver's Army, which I later found out was named after an Elvis Costello song. But uh, but yeah, we were playing with Oliver's Army, and just I was thinking about their name, and I'm a fan of uh, Charles Dickens, Oliver Twist, and and of the band ministry and so ministry does a lot of puns with uh, stuff like that and so that's where it just kind of formed in my head all over twitch and that's that came up with that like back in 2000 2001 2000 and you make all of her twitch right and now i make all for twitch <laughs> with with my friend mark and steven awesome yeah go and check all that out phil mouse is very unique musician and i enjoy his music for many years now um and that's that's a that's a compliment dude I'm not, <laughs> sort of yeah the backhanded one I um so, <laughs> so yeah it's different it's different it's different <laughs> now you know i love your voice it man. is though and i'm proud of it being that i think it's unique man. and amazing um enough with the loving um yeah. <laughs> things are getting a little gay over here <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh my god i'm gay now um, so let's reveal then what is happening with this podcast we've been holding off with this news for a while now i've had a few people saying what's going on including you phil mouse like what are you doing next so well in a weird like unplanned way we've actually kind of started our new season with this episode right like it's very much a good for her movie or good for them even right mm-hmm. like so Yes, it's now officially good for her season. So from this point on until December, and we'll be doing Gremlins, um, and we've got a little break in October to do Halloween ends. But other than that, we're going to be covering a bunch of movies where there's a badass female protagonist who gets revenge, usually against an asshole man, and you just think, good for her. So we're going to be talking about those kind of movies starting next episode. Say again? you got to do Becky. Becky. Yeah. That's uh, I thought about watching that movie recently, actually. It's a fantastic movie. I was going to say you should do The Hunt, which is also a really good movie. But like if I'm being serious, like for your uh, for that particular gimmick, Becky was described to me as being a uh, home alone. If Kevin was if if uh, the wet bandits were Nazis and if Kevin was a little girl who was really a big fan of murder. Oh, I'm just looking at this, the cast now. Starman's in it. Kevin you know, James. From, from Stargirl, the, the DC TV show. Yeah. Becky's um, a very good movie, and I think it would fit your criteria we, very well. 
unfortunately, we've kind of <laughs> we've got our itinerary already for the good verses. That not well, only do you have your itinerary itinerary ready already, but you've also religiously not watched any of the movies I've recommended you. But that's okay. True. We will carry on. <laughs> I will carry on that theme anyway. To be fair, listeners, this is only watching. the second movie I've recommended. <laughs> first one i've just recommended over and over again <laughs> but yeah i mean i'll watch that at some point but no good for her season is <laughs> is here and um next episode we will be talking about the ari aster folk horror midsummer and we will also be joined on that episode by a special guest rebecca from the drunken horror podcast so do not miss that it'll be dropping next saturday on the 27th of august um as far as watching that movie goes um it's available to stream on netflix here in the uk i don't know if it's on the us netflix at all but Mm, i'm sure it's it's available somewhere it's available for rent just buy it buy buy the blu-ray it's worth it um have you watched midsummer feel mouse no right so do it so watch it ready ready for that episode you will not regret it is it it's an experience uh shout out to john howard as well he, it'll be the first time he's watching midsummer and i and can't don't go quite... in knowing anything about it yeah going blind i can't quite believe that john howard's never watched midsummer before because as i said to him it is literally the most john howard film that i've ever seen so he is going to love it um but let's do shout outs then so i've already done my shout out to john howard we love you dude shout out to feel mouse uh okay. if you're listening feel mouse uh, <laughs> i know that guy <laughs> he's here so yeah, thank you, dude, for your continued support. Um, as always, uh, thank you, uh, Nicole, as well. Ryan Horn, we've also talked about. Peter Anthony. Uh, Peter's at uh, a con. I think it's called Monster Mania um, this weekend. And he's been literally Ryan hanging out with Kane Hodder. I think he is, yeah. I think that's where he is. But he's, Yeah, my he's... Uh, Kevin's cousin was there, and they got to meet. I forgot. Oh, Hellraiser and some other person. Yeah, it looks like Peter's been having a lot of fun just hanging out with Kane. Um, he did a, a really cool photo op with Kane where Kane's in part eight, Jason takes Manhattan costume, and he's dressed up as one of the punks with the boombox, <laughs> and he's got Kane to stand there and flip up his mask and him look shocked holding a knife. <laughs> and it's a brilliant photo op. So yeah, shout out Peter. Um, he's working on... I think he's. I think he's helping on Vengeance Two at the moment. So that we will be covering that on the Patreon when it drops. But yeah. Um, also, shout out to uh, Vincent as well. He is working on Never Hike Alone Two at the moment. He's he's working on that with Carl, who we had on the pod, and James Sweet. Um, so yeah, loads of Friday uh, filming going on at the moment. Friday fan filming. So yeah, keep it coming, guys. Um, shout out to Tom and Wade as well. We love you guys. Uh, thank you all for your continued support. And oh, thank you. you can support the show too over on Patreon at patreon.com slash horror homeschool. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, we've got loads of content on there. Five Friday the 13th fan film reviews, including two amazing interviews where we talk with the creators of those films. Uh, we've also got an in-depth wrap up to our Friday the 13th franchise review. Uh, where we talk about the best and worst of the franchise and who Field Mouse crushes on in horror. Um, he made me laugh because he said, <laughs> he said at the end of that episode is the quickest wrap-up ever, and it's just us talking about who Field Mouse thinks is hot. 
it's just, just like the, it just ends with y'all talking about me getting horny over girls with multicolored hair who dance to 80 cents popping. And like anybody even knows, like, <laughs> just talking and about it's so friends. true. <laughs> I love Violet. But yeah, I want to get the I want to get the actor that played Violet to dance to one of my songs on a video. That would be so fucking amazing. <sighs> that would be amazing. We should get her on the pod. Yeah, um, we, we also have a two hour long in-depth spoiler review of Stranger Things season four. Uh, we've got more TV show reviews on the way. We've got a paranormal spin-off podcast, Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod, where we get, spook- we get spooky with special guests retelling their paranormal encounters. And you've got to come on that, dude, because you love ghosts. And I'm sure you've had some experiences, right? I don't know if I've had enough that are worth talking about, but, you know, <laughs> the, on- the only like manifestation of a ghost I've ever seen was a cat. Interesting. Well, okay, we'll put a pin in that. Come on, talk about the ghost cat. Um, a whole life got... is cat related. <laughs> we've got another line of episodes on there called Trailer Talk, where Ashley and I discuss all the latest trailers for upcoming movies. Uh, we actually trailer discuss... Trashly. <laughs> trailer Trashly. Oh, yeah, that's that's one that we're workshopping at the moment where Ashley gets drunk and talks about the trailers, and we're going to call it Trailer Trashly. That's when she um, starts talking about how much she loves and looks forward to the monsters. <laughs> oh, no. <please laughs> no. Yeah, on one of those episodes, we actually discussed the They Them trailer, so you can go back and listen to that episode and hear our preconceived thoughts on the movie. I'm still going to watch it, okay? I'm sorry. It's still going to happen, but it's not going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get to that when we get to <laughs> But yeah. We've got loads of extra horror homeschool bonus content goodness over there for you guys to feast your ear holes on. Tons of it. So go and uh, donate. You only have to give us a dollar. Name your name your price. So you can give us a hundred dollars if you want, but you get the same content. Uh, and that's uh, every, every month you get all that shit. So yeah, go to Patreon.com/slash/horrorhomeschool to get instant access to all of our extra episodes. And as always, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials, the Patreon, where you can listen to the show, and merch. We've got some new merch dropping for Good For Her season, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, You can send in your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at chrisjwakefield. And me, underscore, Abraham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, gay people are A-OK with me.